the more uh, viewers, not viewers, more listeners uh, will <laughs> be killing it. <laughs> I, I can't word today. <laughs> I breathe. <laughs> and zoop, I'm going to start that one again. Hi, we're Kara and Jill, two trainers, owners of Push Fitness, and the hosts of this podcast. During training sessions with our clients, we often tell them to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And we're saying that right now to you too. Let's push ourselves. Let's push ourselves to see fitness differently. Let's push the envelope when it comes to self-love. Let's push a new narrative about women and weight. Let's push out harmful ideas about the body that are rooted in racism and patriarchy. Let's find a new definition of fitness that welcomes all people. You ready? I'm ready. Let's push push it. it. Hello and welcome to the Push Podcast. This is season one, episode four. We are coming to you um, a couple weeks out from the wildfires and the smoke is still leaving a haze. So we're still dealing with that. Um, how has your morning been with work, Cara? Um, so it's been pretty interesting over here. So um, as you all know, if you've been listening, that our gym is currently in my garage and the garage is currently coated with a film of ash and it's smoky up there. Um, so I've moved our little online operation back down into my living room, which of course is where like my kids are. And (laughs) (laughs) it's been, it's been interesting. Uh, this morning, my oldest son just started seventh grade and, um, it's all online. We're having online school until the middle of November. And of course, the very first thing that happens is there's like some major technical issues. I don't know if the server went down, but I called the school and they said only about 50% of the students were even able to log in and get into their classes. And then I called the technical line that was supposed to help me and it was down. (laughs) Like, I guess I kept calling and it was like, ring, hang up. They were like, just like, nope, we're out. (laughs) This is is a cluster. We're not dealing with this. I do the same thing when I don't want to talk to people. Nope. Right? (laughs) And call. Yeah. They must have had a sense. They were like, oh, this bitch doesn't know what she's doing. (laughs) They knew. We're not even going to (laughs) start. and denied (laughs) so everything's going as it should with virtual school yeah that sounds about right for this year doesn't it yeah so all going well (laughs) yeah like if 2020 has done anything for me it has like absolutely forced me to roll with the punches like there's there's a lot of times when I just sort of like my thoughts are literally sure yeah of course <laughs> like like if we were like if the aliens came down tomorrow or something i would probably be like yeah that makes sense 
I'm kind of holding up for Sharknado. Like, I'd really like to see that come to fruition. Like, what a what, what a rad concept. Sharks <laughs> in a tornado. Like, why not? Right. Maybe Trump will see if he can throw a nuclear bomb into the middle of it to get rid of it. <laughs> well, yeah. It's all about power and winning, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. So, yeah. Oh, no, he, that was... That was an actual suggestion he made about a tornado, or it was a yeah. hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh okay. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's clearly got it together up over there in Washington D.C. <laughs> oh yes. gosh, that's a whole other podcast. But anyway, yeah, it's been uh, here at my place. It's been pretty well, not uneventful because my kids keep things interesting, but. It's just been like we've we have felt closed in on. It's been really hard to not be able to go outside, and um, my kids are getting restless and stir crazy, and it's just it's been really hard to stay in um, because mm-hmm. of the smoke. Uh, but you know, I walked outside today, and it did feel a little bit better. So fingers crossed, maybe in the next you know week or so, or hopefully less, <laughs> we can start mm-hmm. to go outside again. Yeah. Um, I hate the rain. Like I dislike it a lot, but I have never wanted it to rain so bad in my life. So like for those of you who are not in, in this area, um, who are listening to this, we have the worst, the worst pollution in the world right now because of the smoke. Like we have, um, we, you know, we have windows duct taped shut. We have, you know, wet towels under all the doors and fans running in the house. Our children aren't able to go outside. Like it's hazardous. Um, the smoke is causing all kinds of issues like fatigue and dizziness and heart palpitations and mm-hmm. sore throat and wheezing and all those, all the things. And so it's been kind of interesting, especially in fitness because, you know, like trying to, help people navigate ways to still honor their body and move if that feels good to them, but also not pushing anybody over the edge physically with these conditions that we've never experienced before. Yeah. I, I had a a client the other night. um, Was it last night? No, Monday night. And she like throughout her whole session, she just looked a little bit more sick and a little bit more sick and by the end like by like 45 40 45 minutes in I was like I think we should be done because you don't look so great so yeah it's been really um it's been really challenging to say the least but yeah really hoping that we get some rain and some ways to really push this this era I did see the sun yesterday and I smiled a lot at that so that was encouraging we're we're making our way there it's just it's just a long time mm-hmm. <laughs> yes so um so yeah which brings us to our topic today yeah yeah so <laughs> one of the things that I've noticed with coronavirus and the limited social exposure because of that and then with the smoke rolling in and not being able to go outside because of that I have really found myself um, spending more and more time on social media mm-hmm. and it's definitely more than I ha- I usually do or I have in the past 
And what I started to notice is that um, it wasn't making me feel good. Um, mm -hmm. I was with everything that's going on in the world and people with opposing views and just all the things happening. I just felt myself getting sucked into like either having actual arguments or like just stewing on it in, in my soul. And it just wasn't making me feel good. I found myself, um, really like all of my conversations with friends and family was all about what I saw or what they saw on Facebook and how we reacted to that. And I just, I needed a break. I, I needed a break. And so, um, I talked to Cara about it and we decided that we would do that together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely, I can feel like all in all the ways in my body when I've been on social media, cause I sort of spin out my wrist hurts. I'm like, am I holding my phone too much or too much masturbation? <laughs> I mean, I am spending a lot of time indoors. <laughs> that is self care. That is. But it turns out it was the phone. <laughs> I mean, what you do with your phone and your free time. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I was definitely one of those people who was like scrolling and texting Jill. Like there was, um, there were just so many things sort of converging, you know, these wildfires kind of like, it was, it's like, it's like the, the pimple on top of 2020 that's about to burst where all of the things where we're, we're, everything is different from the coronavirus. Um, we have a social justice movement that's going on. And even though in many ways, I think we are making some progress, it's also bringing people out of the woodwork who um, in our area, who are very against the progress being made. Mm -hmm. and, and then there's climate change and natural disasters. Um, so like all the reasons that I would vote <laughs> so, right. and, and to see people arguing over all of these things. And, um, I think the last, one of the last things that I looked at was these armed guards, um, standing at points. Um, so not like basically asking people for their, their IDs coming in and out of their own towns and neighborhoods. Um, and these people were not police officers and, and the arguments going on over whether or not it was okay that they were there. And, um, and then I just started, I just spun out. Like I started taking everything I saw personally, like somebody would post something like, well, why are we making these things, these things on social media political? And then I would text Jill to be like, be like, I feel like it is political. All of these things are <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and even if I'm not responding on Facebook, I'm still responding in some way. And sometimes I feel like you kind of get all of those like things that you feel like you should say kind of like trapped up inside you. And I literally just felt like I was just so angry all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever been on a Facebook argument, but they usually don't go super well. Like a lot of times you don't make the kind of progress maybe you think you would make and you end up just kind of like either 
getting satisfaction from hearing yourself talk about things that you already know you think, or you have really irritated yourself because now you are in a debate with somebody who you already knew you didn't agree with going into it. So, right. Yeah. And I, I will admit that like when I decided, when I made that decision, um, to take a social media break and it's only for a week, it's not like, you know, for a year or something. But, um, when I decided to do that, I had a couple of conflicting feelings. One was that I was sort of stepping away from, from the battle line, so to speak, when it comes to social justice Mm -hmm. and, that kind of swirled in my mind like am I am I just bowing out am I using my privilege to just not be a part of these conversations and I maybe maybe yes the answer might be yes to that um I do know that for my mental health um this break has been really really necessary and then also Mm -hmm. just sort of a a less important reason but I was kind of like I don't don't really want to like had fear of missing out and um, worrying that I wasn't going to be keeping up with things. And it it was, I was like, yeah, I guess there are other news outlets besides Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) I, I have a couple of things to say about that. Like, so I had the same concerns where um, social media had been this platform for me to do so much of my social justice, you know, maybe signaling even, but like a lot of the, a lot of the, ways that I was communicating um, about how I felt about what's going on right now was through that. And of course, then uh, that was also where like I'd see a lot of the petitions that I would sign or I would get information about numbers to call so that I could like, you know, like make my voice heard. And um, in that way, social media can be really great because you can get a lot of those resources. But I also think that social justice is best when done offline (laughs) you know like um you know this is this could be a time when maybe we double down on how we talk to our kids about this stuff or search out other ways or listen to podcasts or read a book or something where we can still be working towards our goal but um but all but not doing so in a position of extreme stress And I know that I say that from a position of privilege as a white woman, because if I were black, I, I might not be able to just turn it off when I choose to. Right. Um, That being said, I do think that there's space for everyone to create some self care when, when you need it there, there has to be rest in the movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that too um, in just a little bit here. But we also we wanted to share with you how we were um, how we are doing this social media break. So we, uh, as you know by now, hopefully we own a business. We have social media um, pages for our business, and we're also a part of um, Facebook groups where information is shared that may or may or may not be important. And so. Um, it's not a total break. What we have done is we took all of the social media apps off of our phone and we allow ourselves 30 minutes per day on the computer to check in on, on Facebook and Instagram and things like that then. And, um, 
yeah, then we've let our clients know. We've let people know that need to know that um, if they need need us more urgently, they should mm -hmm. call or text. Yeah. So yeah. So how's that working out for you, Jill? So far, so good. Actually, so a couple of thoughts on that. Um, the first day, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, this is a little bit weird because it's one of the first things I do when I wake up as I scroll on mm -hmm. Facebook, and going to the computer, I was like felt kind of felt like okay here comes my fix right and so i um see all the notifications and go through them all and realize that i missed very little there mm -hmm. there really wasn't a lot for me to um engage in or feel good about engaging in and so that felt a little bit validating um there has been times where i have felt like i'm I'm being a little petulant. It's just like, I feel like I'm being punished a little bit by not being mm -hmm. able to access it when I want it, but it's something that I chose to do myself. But I, I sit with that and examine it and I'm like, why do I feel that way? And so it's, and I've been also um, journaling about my feelings about everything too, just to be able to look back on that and kind of see the changes that occur over this next week. Mm -hmm. How about for you? Yeah, there's, um, there's definitely been a bunch of times when I've grabbed my phone kind of absentmindedly to like scroll because that's kind of like what I do when my mind is still. Mm -hmm. And so that's been really interesting to kind of notice just that behavior. Um, I've taken some social media breaks before. I am a little bit more of an ebb and flow person than you are. <laughs> like I will, I kind of the way that I work is more like I'm very, very on or I'm very, very off. And so um, it's been, it's not super weird for me to do this um, where you tend to kind of chug along and you're really consistent, uh, which makes us a, actually a very great team. <laughs> yes. So, um, so with this, it doesn't feel super weird because I've done it before. Um, and actually, I think yesterday I didn't even use my 30 minutes. I just went on to like let our clients know what was happening due to the smoke. And then that was it. I didn't even really look through my notifications because I just kind of didn't, I didn't want to be in that space. I kind of really wanted to pull myself out of it. Um, and so with my time, I have found that I've kind of, been more a little bit more present in my house mm -hmm. yeah yeah me too that was the first thing I noticed um on the first day was in the morning when I usually scroll when I'm feeding uh, my daughter I wasn't scrolling and I was looking at my daughter I was looking at Jack who had just woken up I was watching the interactions between um Jack and Lily and him like you know getting down and giving her a kiss on the top of her head like little moments like that, that I wouldn't have otherwise been so engaged in or may not have even noticed. So that was a really cool benefit. That has been a cool benefit. So yeah, mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. Um, and maybe like taking a social media break or putting limitations on your time may not be something that you are willing to do or want to do, but there are ways that you can, um, that you can make social media feel better for you. And we wanted to share a little bit about that um, as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so <clears throat> some of the things that we've done kind of 
coming up till now is to um, diversify our feed. Um, and what we mean by that is to like actively seek out um, other people or influencers or groups that um, from people who maybe don't look like us or have different ideas or have, or some people finding more people who do agree with us. Like in the fitness industry, Jill and I are not necessarily the norm. We um, certainly don't, um, we don't sell weight loss, which is pretty popular in the fitness industry. We don't um, promote uh, anything that is shame-based. We're pretty body positive, which means that we are accepting and um, of all body types. And so, so we are kind of the outliers anyway. So finding other people sort of that believed in the same things that we did was also really important, um, which isn't really the definition of diversity. But if you're following a bunch of fitness people, it can be important to see other people who are talking about these things. Otherwise you feel like you're just sort of like screaming into a big void. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And another thing too is unfollowing accounts that make you feel mm -hmm. bad about yourself. Like mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of, um, what do they call it? Fitspo and, and hashtag fit fit mom fit fam um instagram influencers and such and a lot of their content is about basically showing off thin white bodies and if you take a look around your neighborhood you're you're probably going to see that most people don't look like that and so for that to be made the ideal mm -hmm. and for us to not ever be able to reach that standard that that we think is there is just it's shattering to your self-image because you think what's wrong with me what's wrong with my body why am i so fat why am i so ugly and and all these things and so just unfollow those accounts mm -hmm. and it doesn't even just have to be about body image like i have unfollowed accounts where i just feel like that person's it's gonna sound bad but that person's productivity is making me feel like shit <laughs> like yeah, talk like about this yeah, so there are some people who are all about the hustle, like hustle, hustle, hustle all the time. And I, I have come to believe I was definitely a hustle person for many, many years that like there is a lot more authenticity to me in the flow. And because like I said, I am an ebb and flow kind of person that there are times when I'm really not that productive. And so when I'm not and when I'm in one of those stages where I'm, I guess I'm storing up my creative energy or whatever it is, it's very hard for me to create. And, um, and then I'll go online and I'll see these people that are just killing it every single day. And it makes me feel really shitty about myself. And so sometimes I just have to take a break from some of those people. <laughs> um, I've had to take a break from friends who like I absolutely love but on social media don't love their message um i have a very good friend and her and i get along really well and have a lot of commonalities when it comes to social justice issues but um she just became like a beach body coach and between like the kind of the mlm and all of the weight loss stuff i just 
it's really hard for me to watch her feed. So there's basically, there's all kinds of different, there's all kinds of different reasons to unfollow somebody. And um, one of the things that I would love to hear kind of hash out a little bit here, and I don't think there's any right answer, but um, you know, what, um, where is the value for you, Jill, between like finding people who speak your language and also wanting to hear what other people are saying? Because I've thought about this a lot with like social justice issues where I'm like, like this person clearly like is so far from my belief system. It's so hard. Like I don't like seeing their posts in my feed. It makes me angry when I see it. Do you keep those people in your feed? Do you engage with them if you do in what way? And then like, if you choose not to, why? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think that, you know, from my side of the street, um, I've mentioned before that I come from a pretty long line of conservative Christians. And with those folks in my feed with current events, there's, there is very much a black and white there. There is no gray area. There's not even really room for, um, for much uh, healthy discussion because you're either right or you're wrong. And people would rather, you know, be right at any cost than, than say, hey, I hadn't thought of it that way. And that, it's not like that never happens, but it does happen. So I guess um, some of those people I have... Um, blocked or taken a friend break. Um, some of them are my family. <laughs> so, so if you're listening to this podcast and wonder why you haven't seen any of my stuff, it's because I blocked you. <laughs> so you're probably not listening to this then if that's the case. But just anyway, give her a phone call. <laughs> yeah, just give me a phone call and we'll, we'll talk it out. But uh, yeah, so I guess I've seen this. I don't really know who came up with this. Um, but sort of my rules to, to go by when it comes to posting or commenting is, is it kind, is it helpful, is it necessary? And if I, if somebody posts something that I oppose or disagree with, if they're looking for true and honest feedback, they usually say that in their posts. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, then I will engage. But if I don't think it's going to make any difference and it's just going to make me more and more angry, then I, I just won't. So do you want to hear, do you want to hear a, a funny example of the opposite of that? Yes. <laughs> so this is why I need social media breaks is there was a moment when I found myself on one of my ex, no, on my ex-husband's post arguing with somebody who was arguing with him <laughs> and so, which is so all of the all of that was was wrong and I had a moment I was like how did I get here <laughs> why am I arguing <laughs> like I'm not even arguing with somebody on my own post or like or on their original post no I'm arguing with somebody in the comments of my ex-husband's post <laughs> and he and I happened to agree on this particular subject but we don't agree on a lot of stuff and well, like, yeah, you're what? not married anymore. <laughs> what, what, what the heck was I doing? <laughs> so, so yes. Um, 
I like, I think that that's a good rule. I tend to think that being kind is a little overrated. Like I like being nice. <laughs> Like I think it, I think being kind is very is very important. But if it's a social justice issue, I um I don't go out to be mean to people. But I also think that um for a lot of my life as a woman and an only child who always wants to please people, I have often let kindness get in the way of being honest and authentic because I mm-hmm. didn't want to rock the boat. So yeah. Depending on how you interpret that, um, that's just my take on it. Like, I'm like, I can say, I think you're being racist in a nice way, <laughs> but I think I, I think if I'm going to say something, I might still, I might just be very direct. <laughs> right. Yeah. It definitely depends on the context. That's a really good point. Um, there. So yeah, it's, I, I guess I, um, th- there are moments to call out for sure. For mm-hmm. sure, especially when it comes to social justice issues, you're right on with that. There's no no need to be kind when someone's when someone's being racist. When somebody oh. else's humanity is being questioned, right? Yeah, like I <laughs> totally agree. Um, and speaking of which, uh, you know when when the murder of George Floyd happened, and there was this big uprising and this huge movement, um, at least as an as a white person it looked like a huge movement to me um it seemed like more white people were talking about social justice than i have ever seen before more people Mm -hmm. were getting more Mm -hmm. active and speaking Mm -hmm. up than i have ever seen before and what happens um what we've seen happen time and time again is there'll be a lot of talk about it and then after about a couple weeks it dies down and it, mm-hmm. it has died down, but I wonder, and maybe you could talk a little bit about this too, Cara, but I wonder like how much of that is people just getting distracted by the next thing versus people got really uh, burnt out because they're not used to mm-hmm. talking about this stuff all the time. Yeah. I, um, so when this first happened, so I'm not like, I'm not an expert and I'm not like, I just, I think that I still have a lot to learn. However, when I saw the big, the big sort of explosion of people talking about this stuff on social media, um, there was a part of me that did feel like it's about damn time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there was also a cynical part of me that was like, I wonder how long this is going to last. And it has died down. And I, and I have been guilty of this in the past where I am very outspoken for a period of time. And then I do like, I kind of move on to other issues. And I think that, that to a certain extent that can be natural because you sort of start to talk about and um, engage with what is in front of you. And as a white person, you have to actively put anti-racism on your list every day mm-hmm. um, because it can be easy when the world is sort of made for you to not see it. Yeah. Um, and so I think that um, you kind of learn where people are in their journey when you see some of this stuff, like there's, 
there were of course like the first few people who like you see like they post a black square and then the next thing you know they're the next day they're back to you know posting about their business and mm-hmm. you know using you know photos of all white people and stuff like that and so it's like okay well <clears throat> thanks <laughs> like good job <laughs> you want a cookie i'll give you a thin oreo <laughs> Not take, off, take take off the cookie part though <laughs> right <laughs> right you get a stack wells <laughs> oh, that hurts yeah do you remember those oh god those were bad those are really bad, but that was also like during my nutter butter phase. So those are also not, not the best. <laughs> so nutter butters, like, so I have a nutter butter story. We were, when I was five, my family and I biked across the country to raise money for a cure for diabetes. And nutter butters was one of my sponsors, was one of our sponsors. And so I have had more nutter butters and Cadbury candy bars than I probably should have in a lifetime just in that one summer when I was five years old. (laughs) So I could go my whole life without a Nutter Butters. But interestingly enough, opposite effect for Cadbury's. I could eat a Cadbury's (laughs) fruit and nut bar every day of the week. (laughs) Sorry, total like had a little squirrel moment. (laughs) Yeah, well, when you start talking about cookies, it's hard not to. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so. If, if you receive a Nutter Butter, you are on Kara's bad list. <laughs> if you receive a Cadbury Fruit and Nut Bar, you're in. Right. <laughs> you are approved. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, so talking about, yeah, so the people who kind of like showed up and then ducked out. Right. Um, I, I have to acknowledge, like, I think that it's okay to acknowledge that this work is hard. It's mm-hmm. hard to stay in it. It's hard to be engaged. You start realizing that like, oh shit, I have to start like, like having hard conversations with people that I didn't expect to be having. Maybe some of my relationships are now on the rocks because of these conversations I'm having. It's hard, but it is not as hard as living in a racist world. And we owe it to everyone, white people and black people and all of the colors in between to do this work because we all deserve to, have, to live in a world where, where there is not this much of a gap this between, you know, between um, the rights and the freedoms that people have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100% agree with that. So yeah, that that's what we've been up to with this social media break. And it's really, um, you know, what, what plan works best for you is just based on what you're willing to do, what you need to do for your own mental health. But we really encourage anybody who's listening to do what you need to do for your self-care, do what you need to do for your mental health. And, you know, after this week is up, I don't know, I might decide to just keep going with it, or I might go back to, you know, putting one or two apps back on my phone. I'm not really sure, but um, I'll keep journaling and, and kind of see where it takes me. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, it's been kind of nice. Um, I do think that it'll be fun to have a creative outlet, like to post things, especially for our business, to put up some TikTok videos and things like that. Like I've been, I've started to think about that a little bit more, which is nice because I'm not just being exhausted by being pissed off all the time. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> starting to like <clears throat> want to be engaged more. Um, so finding a balance, I think that, um, that it's, it's okay to take a step back and take a breath. Um, especially if it's something that you can do that allows you to do better work in mm -hmm. any aspect of your life. You know, we're talking about it a lot from a social justice perspective, but really from, from any aspect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's all we have for you today. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the Push Podcast, make sure you subscribe, give us a review, give us a shout out so that we can have more visibility. The more reviews and likes and comments we get, the more visibility we get and the easier that we can make our way to more listeners just like you. So thank you. Thank you. Bye.